Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning on this hot August morning in 2021. It's a good day for this show because I tell you what, anytime it's hot, we're always thinking the grass is greener on the other side, just like a farmer in a story I knew about. He was peaceful. His life was dependent on agriculture, always getting time with God and enjoying his his uh, hard work and the fruits of his labor where his bones were, you know, brittle, but he felt good. He felt worn out in the good kind of way at the end of the day. And I know if any rancher or farmer's listening, they know exactly what that feels like. Well, it came that time of year for him to be able to sell his crops to a dealer. And this is the same dealer he always harvested crops with. He knew he wasn't probably going to get what he was, what it was worth. And he took it in and sure enough, he didn't get what it was worth. And he came home and started cussing and talking about how he just had a pitiful life and he works his tail off for a little bit of nothing. And he sure wished he could just be like that dealer and be able to sit there and earn money. Well, back at the dealer, he was actually counting his revenue that he collected from the farmers. It was, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And in came the tax officer who was happy to see this huge pile of wealth that been had been adding up. Well, the income tax officer gave the you know dealer his commission, and he took the rest of the money of the way. Well, the dealer now is down in the dumps, and with all this significant money that he'd received, and all he had was this mere pitiful amount, and he had a pitiful life, and he was angry at the farmers and angry at the tax people, and he couldn't understand why. He said, man, if I could just only be that tax collector. Well, as the day dragged on, the income tax officer goes to the palace where he put all the revenue before the king. The king stretched across the table and grabbed all the revenue and threw a mere coin back at the tax officer. Well, tax officer bowed and humbly walking away, but muttering under his breath, disappointed, and began to curse his fate in the similar way that just the farmer and the dealer did. I can't believe I have this pitiful life, this huge amount of money I deal with all day, and all that I get is this mere amount. If only I could steal it, or if only I could be the king. Why does a king have a wonderful life? Well, certainly the king had been living a luxurious life. Wherever he went, he got royal treatment. Each and every need, the king was taken care of. Prosperity, knowledge, resources, strengths. He never left his kingdom. But one day while he was goofing off in his bedroom balcony, the king was wondering, what a pitiful life I have. I'm always under the fear that my opposition will be snatched away from me at any moment. And I'm under the threat by my neighboring kingdoms. If only I had the farmer's life, what a peaceful life that would be. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, isn't it? Isn't that why we're having mass exodus in this country today from certain states and mass influx of certain states today in this country? And, you know, it's interesting to me 
Uh, I was looking through some numbers. I found a, a really good read, which, by the way, we're going to have on our website at www.kennedy-financial.com. And if you're already receiving our weekly life lessons newsletter, you'll be getting that. If not, make sure you sign up for it so that you can be able to see this because this article really is good. It actually talks about all 50 states. And if you're planning to retire in those 50 states, what it's going to cost you. It was done by USA Today at the end of last year. Now, Saying all that, I'm hesitant to wonder if it's a little bit outdated already. We all know what the inflation has felt like, the cost of living has felt like in 2021. Things are going up. But I took some highlights from it because I was really interested. Um, because, you know, there are a lot of people moving in retirement to a different state, or maybe you're not even retired. Maybe you got the opportunity to work virtually and you're moving because you have the opportunity to work virtually. You're moving to a more rural lifestyle. You're moving to a lower tax state. We're seeing this. I've, I've actually uh, been working with a few clients that are going through that right now. So what does all of that look like at the end of the day? Well, to sum it up, USA Today did a pretty good job. Now, I, I will say, I don't know that they hit taxes quite like they needed to, but I did take some highlights from some hot spots, no pun intended. Everybody seems to be moving into three states, Arizona, Florida, Texas. Oh, wow. There's a fourth hot state this year called Montana. Sorry, guys. It's been a hot, dry summer. We know it. We feel your pain. And... uh prayers for you to get through all these fires. So what does this look like? Well, we would think people move to Florida, Texas, Arizona, Montana for a lower cost of living, right? Rural living, lower taxes, all of these things. Well, when you put the pencil to it, it's really not that way. So if I were to ask you, what do you think the most expensive states to retire would be in? I bet you could guess them. And I bet you would be correct. At least get two out of three, right? Hawaii, number one. Of course, Aloha A is $1.5 million for a person that uh, was planning to live off a million dollars in retirement. Take them 150% more. Ouch. No joke. What about New York? Yep, that's the second most. Comes in a close $1.4 million. New York or Hawaii? New York or Hawaii? Retirement living. Hmm. I think I would know. All right. And number three is also no surprise. California comes in also at the $1.4 million mark right behind New York. So, you know, you those are no surprise. But what was surprising is the people that think that the cheapest states to live in are the cheapest states may be hmm, a little surprised. So Texas, for example, I live in Texas. I feel the influx. I feel the growth, right? We're actually the 23rd most expensive state to live in during retirement, not the cheapest state. We don't even make the cheapest list because there are 50, right? So we're still in the most category with a whopping 1.1 million for a person that would retire with a million bucks. Okay, now what about Montana? I love Montana. I could go there, right? What's actually labeled as a 16th lease is a flat $1 million dollars. But I would begin to question that. There's been a massive influx. And this is to the point of the story is you need to be paying attention to where these influxes are, because when there's influx, there's this little economic thing called supply and demand. The more demand, the more supply that's needed. And if there's a lack of supply, guess what happens? The cost of living goes up. So I would challenge that. I bet these numbers are outdated. 
And that's really sad. What about Florida? Florida, everybody's flocking to Florida. 1.2 million. It's actually the ninth most expensive state to retire in. Colorado's right there with it uh, at 1.2 million as well. So I think it's really worth your while to go through here if you're looking to make a move across state lines to figure out what you need to be looking at um, from a retirement perspective. And again, I just, just bear in mind, I don't think this addresses taxes as much as we would like to see. So there is that. And then there is this. So if you're planning to move in retirement, there's a few other things that you're probably going to want to consider just besides the weather, the location, the view, where you're going to drink your coffee in the morning, how you're going to enjoy your day, and so on and so forth. Oh, and for some people, of course, the golf courses and the sunshine, right? So when we come back on Life Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss this. We're going to talk about the five other things that you probably want to consider before you start packing your bags. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. We just talked about some pretty crazy numbers in regard to states that you might be moving to that you think are cheaper than your own states in a tax way. But have you addressed the living expenses? And if you missed the first segment of the show, I would encourage you to, at the very least, sign up for our newsletter, www.kennedy.com hyphenfinancial.com and look at this article that we're going to be posting from USA Today that's it's it's kind of out of date it's from the end of last year but it does talk about the expenses from each uh, state in retirement and you know there's an old saying that if you think the grass is greener on the other side it's because it's fertilized with well can't say the full name on the show but BS right so what does this mean for you Planning to move in retirement. Here's some things that you probably need to be considering, not just in regard to the sunshine, the golf courses, and uh, where you're going to drink your coffee in the morning, right? So what about financing? You know, first and foremost, people move to a different location and they figure out that they're either going to downsize their house or they're going to upsize their house. And um, no matter what you're going to do, are you going to need a loan to do it? Well, if you retire and you try to get a loan after you retire, I've got news for you you might find it a little tough. Now, this loosens and tightens, but (laughs) my best example, and I share this with a lot of people, is that when former Fed chairman Ben Bernanke retired in 2014, he actually tried to buy a house. The Fed chairman tried to buy a house, and he couldn't get a loan. This is no joke. Head of the Federal Reserve could not get a a loan. So if your intention is to finance your money, make sure you're going to be able to get it when you need it and at the rate that you're going to want to get it at. That's important too. I think about today where we're at, you know, with interest rates and all this cost of living going up and what is the future of interest rates and does anyone really know and what does that mean for future home loans? What does it mean for variable loans? If you're financing anything or need to finance anything in the future, you need to be talking with someone right now and you need to be making sure that you're getting into the right kind of loan. It's extremely critical. Number four, what about taxes? maintenance and fees. Hmm. Okay. So taxes are an easy one, right? You look up the state income tax, the state sales tax. You see how it applies to you. 
the higher your income is, if you live in a, a state with state income tax, that's important, right? The sales tax, how much money you spend in the state, that's important. Montana versus Texas, there's a huge difference in the taxes, but there's not a lot of difference if you actually net it out in the cost of goods. Interesting. Secondly, something else to think about. What about your real estate taxes? So if you come from a state that has very low real estate taxes and you come to Texas, <laughs> you're going to be surprised what happens. So it's really important for you to think about that. What about maintenance? Okay, you're going to live in a new place. And have you thought about what maintenance that actually requires? Is it beyond what you're accustomed to? Is it going to cost more money than what you're accustomed to? Are you going to have to do things different from what you're accustomed to? You know, I know if we uh, we packed our bags and moved to Arizona and our horses were having to be in a pen all day, somebody's going to have to clean those pens. So am I going to be able to do that? I don't know. Sure would be nice get some peace and quiet meditation, but you know, might not happen. So what would you be doing there? What about a yard? Uh, what is required of fees? Are you going to have like homeowners associations where you are? Um, can those be raised in the future? How secure is that, right? Is there zoning requirements? Um, what is required of you for your yard maintenance to look like, right? Um, your utilities, what are your utilities, right? If you're coming from a state that you don't use air conditioning in the uh, summer, you might get a big surprise when you come to Arizona, right? Maybe you plan to go home and snowbird in the summer, in the winter. Snowbird in the summer. Winter bird in the, the winter, right? <laughs> Either way, you might have to consider all of those utilities and what that actually means for you. What about a new air conditioner? What's it going to take to be able to use your house? You know, I know a lot of people that think they're downsizing from a monetary perspective or actually upsizing in square footage. Well, oh, the maintenance, the air conditioner, the thing that's required to be able to do that, it's all still money and it all still has to come in hand. Number three, how far is your dollar going to go? I think this is really important. So we kind of talked about that with this article from USA Today about how far that dollar is going to go. Um, but there is a report out there from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, the BEA, and it shows the purchasing power in each state. And believe it or not, there is a 35% swing in how far our dollar will go among states. 35%. So if you're saving in a state and been earning income in a state that's at the bottom of that and you move to a state that's at the top of that, that's going to be tough. You better have put back a lot of money to be able to do that. And vice versa. You know, reality is this. Some people are so scared when they retire that they don't actually enjoy their retirement. Well, what if you are able to make a good move? What if you are able to spend more in retirement? Have you actually thought about that? Have you actually thought about being able to move to a location that would allow you to do it? And that's just state to state. There is some issues within the state too. I mean, we live in rural Texas, right? So we are 90 miles west of Fort Worth. We are 60 miles east of Abilene, right smack dab in the middle. Well, the cost of living varies an average of 13% from Fort Worth to Dallas. 
okay, from Fort Worth to Dallas, in the Metroplex, the cost of living varies an average of 13%. From Fort Worth to Abilene, not Dallas to Abilene, but Fort Worth to Abilene, it varies 28.2%. That's almost as large as what it is between states. So the bottom line is you need to adjust your budget accordingly and make sure that your retirement really can support what you're wanting to accomplish when you want it to accomplish. When we come back, there's two more things that you want to consider before you start packing your bags and move in retirement, or even if you're just working virtually and want a new scenery, lower cost of living. You might want to think, think, look left, look right, look left before you cross the street. When we come back on Life with Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss it. Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Don't you just love that song? My kids hate it. I still sing it. We learned it in elementary school. But uh, we do celebrate all 50 states in the grand old USA. And today we're talking about living in them. We're talking about the grass being greener somewhere else for retirement or during those virtual years where you can just survive and thrive wherever you want to live. Well, the question is, in this segment, will you really survive and thrive in a new location? We've talked about finances. We've talked about taxes, maintenance, fees, how far your dollar is actually going to go. But let's talk about living and what that actually means. There is this little thing called retirement happiness. And what are you retiring to? You've heard us say that before. And if you tell me that you're going to golf every single day, I'm sorry, but you need to work on that a little bit more because we are human beings, We are not human doings. We have to be. We have to be able to have a purpose in life. And the moment we stop having that purpose is when things start to happen. Health fails, depression, yada, 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 yada. And I am not a psychologist. I am not your MD. But certainly, we can tell you from experience that those people that have a purpose as they enter retirement retire the best. So too often, here's something we see. People make this big move after retirement. Maybe they want to be closer to grandkids. Maybe it's just a dream place they always want to live in. I mean, if you're Texans, you like to go to Colorado. If you're in Colorado and Texas come and you go, oh boy, and you roll your eyes, right? But there's always these dream places that maybe we wanted to live and and maybe that's what you do. Well, their feelings of regret might actually come from financial pressures incurred from the unknowns that we talked about before, but it also can come from another place. I'm going to question you this, and and I've seen this full circle. I've seen this actually go full circle several times. People move off, think that's what they want, and guess where they end up? Yep, back in the same old pasture with the same old grass that they've been living in for 45 years. The grass isn't greener on the other side because it's fertilized with that yes sir bs so what about your circle of friends you move to a new location what's that look like what about your family what activities have you actually made a part of your life or purposes that you've made a part of your life in your own community do you move to embrace this or does that stand alone by itself i mean that's that's powerful How are you going to thrive in your new location? And then how are you going to survive? 
If you get ill, aside from your spouse, who's going to be there to be able to help you out, right? Sometimes we see retirees move away from their family only to realize that that's really not a smart move as they age and they really need to be surrounded by the people that can help out. But it's true. Surviving and thriving is a real thing in retirement. And while we're on that note, the number one thing you'll probably want to consider before you start packing your bags is health care. So we all know that healthcare costs have grown at an unprecedented rate over these last couple decades. And, and in reality, there's, there's not an end in sight with this. Um, the more that this country uh, moves towards, you know, where we, we're going to have a, a Canadian system, the, the higher those prices are, are actually going to go. Um, until we actually get there, if we ever get there. And I'm not sure that we can because partisan-wise, yeah, they don't, they don't get along. I don't know if anybody's noticed that, but they really don't. So couple that with the fact that people are living longer, quality of life, is it actually there? Maybe not necessarily healthier. Longer, but not healthier. Well, Houston, I think we've got a problem. You may think that Medicare... And your long-term care insurance have you covered, but you better make sure. I was actually on a call yesterday with Shelby in our office, who happens to be our all-things Medicare expert. And she was telling me a story about a family that's been paying, you know, basically nothing for health care for all these years. And they're in the wrong plan. And because they're out of network, health has started to fail. Their out-of-pocket costs are going to go to five figures quickly. And so what are they going to be able to do? And their options are all but limited. They could either move, yes, move, or they can find some half-wit different plan that actually helps them. Now, she is our expert, so she's found some good solutions, which is awesome, but the flexibility is just not there. And you have to realize that, especially if you're talking long-term health care, those costs can range from 150 bucks a day up to gosh $700 a day depending on where you live so your health care is probably going to be your single largest expense in retirement and I suggest that your plan covers all the what-ifs around it so bottom line is this are you planning to move in retirement there's probably things that you want to consider before you do We always say you don't know what you don't know. And it's what you don't know that you don't know that's going to end up biting you. And the reality is, is we've done it. We've done it a time and again for, well, going on 1989 till today, helped so many people retire and been down this road that we do know what to look for. We do know the right questions to ask. And the reality is, is you need to be able to have someone that can help you ask those right questions so you don't find yourself too little, too late in a place that you're going to have to go back to work at the Dollar General. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at www.kennedy-financial.com or sign up for our podcast and listen to these while you, you know, work out. Little motivation, right? Little ants in the pants. It never hurts. Um, We hope to have you back on Life Planning 101 next week. Thanks for joining and God bless. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. 
Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities. 